0: When you become a member, enter Suburban Folk in the podcast that you heard about them. A new year brings a new beginning. For all my listeners that own a business, I want to tell you about FedEx Office. If you are just starting or have been running your company for generations, FedEx Office gives you the best way to print marketing materials, posters, signage, graphics, and so much more. With FedEx, creating, editing, saving, and ordering are fast and easy. We are teaming up with FedEx and PodGo to bring our listeners 30% off your next order of $100 or more at Podgo.co slash FedEx. That's podgo.co slash FedEx for 30% off your next order. FedEx, the world on time. We're also brought to you by Purple Carrot. Purple Carrot is the plant based subscription meal kit that makes it easy to cook irresistible meals to fuel your body. Each week, choose from an expansive and delicious menu of dinners, lunches, breakfasts, and snacks. Every box is an opportunity to learn and experience something new with easy recipes and fresh pre-proportioned ingredients. No shopping, no food waste. Just globally inspired, restaurant-quality, plant-based meals. Get $30 off your first box by going to purplecarrot.com and entering the code PODGO30 at checkout today. That's PODGO30 and $30 off your first Purple Carrot box. Purple Carrot, the easiest way to eat more plants. And finally, I want to tell you about Ubico. Yubico sets new world standards for simple, secure login, preventing unauthorized access to computers, servers, and internet accounts. The YubiKey from Yubico is a physical security key using two-factor authentication to protect your accounts. As more of us continue to work from home, it is more important than ever to protect your secure information. So what can you do to protect your accounts? Yubico is offering our listeners $10 off your next purchase of $100 or more using the code pod at ubico.com. That's code pod at ubico.com. Say hello to YubiKey and goodbye to account takeovers
1: health, parenting,
0: finance, travel, and home improvement. This is the Suburban Folk Podcast. Welcome to the Suburban Folk Podcast, and Happy New Year. I'm Greg Rotersheimer, your host. To kick off the new year, we have an education and parenting episode. I've been very happy to speak to many people that are at the forefront of innovation in education, and today's guest is no different. Drew Vernon is the marketing director at Tony's. Tony Box is a popular audio system that uses screen free storytelling to introduce children to the wonders of imagination. Tony's originally launched in Germany in 2016 and is currently one of the fastest growing toy brands in Europe. Drew was nice enough to have a Tony Box sent to me and it arrived on Christmas Eve, so it was competing with my kids' other Christmas presents. It was a welcome break from screen time for my kids that they could put one of the Tonys onto the Tony box and listen to a story or listen to some music. And where it really shines is with the Creative Tony where the app allows you to record your voice or music, upload that, so to speak, to the Creative Tony, and then you put that on the Tony box and it will replay anything that you have uploaded. So the sky really is the limit. If you head over to our YouTube channel, you can see some video of me reviewing the Tony box as well as other videos that continue to be uploaded to the channel. If you like what you see, send an email to greg at suburbanfolk.com for your chance to win a free Tony box. Just be sure to put Tony's T-O-N-I-E-S in the subject line. Drew, I really appreciate you joining us. Do you want to kick us off by talking about your background and how you got connected with Tony's?
1: Thank you for having me. It's great to meet you. Uh, I have always been interested in marketing. Uh, I started out uh, actually as a stockbroker and, and knew that I wanted to go into marketing. So I went to business school and, and came out uh, really wanting to understand the fundamentals uh, of what I was doing. So I had the opportunity to go to Procter & Gamble uh, and I spent a couple of years there and also with uh, with Juergen's Body Lotion. And I, I learned a, a ton Um, But it wasn't something that I was naturally passionate about or curious about. And um, so I decided I wanted to get into the the toy industry. And and I had the chance to to go over to Lego and manage the preschool business for Lego for uh, about three years. And then um, just recently, earlier in this year, in April, came over to help out with the U.S. launch of Tony's. Um, And so that's kind of a a quick background on me Uh, in terms of of why I came over. Again, it was just... uh, You know, I've always been a fan of Lego and of toys. Uh, Obviously, it's part of the American childhood, probably part of every childhood. Um, And uh, at first, it was just marketing and, you know, trying to get people to buy stuff. And the longer that I was in it, the more I realized that, hey, this is actually something that I can contribute to uh, from a thought leadership standpoint. This is something where we can take a look at parenting, take a look at early childhood development, and not just make toys that will sell but make experiences and opportunities for kids
0: to actually learn and to grow and to foster their creativity. Focusing on that crossover between education and play, in your experience with Lego, were there a lot of programs that used Lego for education experiences? I've done some Google searches and there are definitely companies out there, none yet really in my area, but just curious how much of a focus within Lego there is on the educational aspects for kids that are really interested in using those toys.
1: You know, Lego has a a long history and for the first, you know, a few decades, I think it was about, Hey, what are kids into? What do they enjoy? And you're making uh, fun experiences and selling them. Um, But it was very product focused. And then, you know, comes along the internet where, you know, we, we start with our e-commerce and we change how the shopping experience is. But what the Internet has also done is it has unlocked the power of community, where if you have a brand like Lego or a brand like Tony's, uh, you can not only tell them, you know, we have these great products for you to buy, but you can give them suggestions on Here's what you can do with them. Here are other people in the community who are interested. It's not about what experiences we want you to have. It's about giving you a medium and a system to work with so that you can create your own experiences and to share that with your community.
0: Community seems extra especially important right now with what we're having to do with COVID. Thank goodness for the internet to allow a sense of community and interaction while we're all essentially staying in place. I've also heard in some of my discussions with other educators about how school can sometimes be a little too focused on individual achievement and working on your own. So I do think it is very important to make sure that kids learn how to be a community and learn within a team. I'm curious, relative to the COVID quarantines, when did you first move over to Tony's from Lego? Was it before Everything that's gone on or sometime after?
1: Uh, it was kind of in the middle of things, but it was completely unrelated. Um, so I, I managed the preschool business over at Lego. While I was at Lego, I actually started up a daycare, uh, which was a drop-in daycare, um, state licensed. You know, if you wanted to go on a date with your significant other, you want to go grocery shopping without, you know, hands in your face, uh, it was designed to be that space. And, and so... I ran that for about a year and a half, and and then things just kind of came together where it was time for a new chapter for me. And uh, I saw the immense opportunity with Tony's, um, you know, being a successful, fast-growing brand in Europe. And to be part of the launch is something that I knew I didn't want to miss out on.
0: Tell us more about the inspiration for Tony's and what space in the market that you're hoping that it fills. I know I mentioned in the introduction that Screen time is definitely a problem and it's very important for me to limit my kids' screen time as much as possible. But what else do you foresee for Tonys?
1: It was created by a couple of dads over in Germany and they were on the board of a preschool together and noticed that their children's teacher was still using CDs to play stories and songs. And they thought, gosh, you know, CDs have been around forever. They're just as clunky as ever and kids can't operate them without a parent or a teacher helping them out. So could we upgrade the technology and make it intuitive enough by design so that a child young as three could operate it in a screen-free way. So that's the generation story of Tony's. It was not even on the radar at the time. This was back in, you know, 2015, 2016. People weren't thinking so much about screens. You know, the American uh, Academy of uh, Child and uh, Adolescent Psychiatry recommends that you give your kids an hour of screen time, a day on weekdays and, and up to three on weekends. Well that's a pre-COVID world. The general measures, you know, you, you let your kids look at screens for about an hour a day and after that you start to get the parental guilt. Well I think COVID has kind of thrown parental guilt out the window because we're all just trying to get by. And I get it. I've got three kids, you know, they've been on school, off school, hybrid learning, day off, you know, it's so hard to manage. And to have something like the Tony Box, you know, which is already this great tool for kids to use and uh, operate on their own now in a COVID world where we are trying to give them another tool. We are trying to give them another activity that's not on a tablet, that's not on a uh, smartphone or a TV. So I think it fits in great to the current situation in which we find ourselves.
0: In your example about CDs, I've found similar instances in the world of education where technology is not quite as up to speed as it would be in other industries. I would imagine the toy industry doesn't have that problem, but have you found that there is a lagging in technology in the educational space as well? I've learned a lot about
1: the the education space over the last eight months. And one theme that keeps coming up is, you know, teachers are, they're, they're tireless workers and they work so hard and they often don't have the budgets that they need to get the resources that they need. A lot of times they're going out of pocket uh, to provide things for the classroom. And so they do have CD players and, and it's just the way that it's been. And uh, the great thing about Tony's and why we've started a program called Tony's for Teachers to get Tony boxes into classrooms across America is to upgrade that technology, not just for the storytelling device. Um, It's great because you can pop on a character, have your kids, you know, stories, songs. It's great for after-school care. But the other thing is that we're finding out that it's a classroom management tool. So now instead of the teacher giving, you know, 10 or 15 minutes of instructions on how she's going to break up the class into four groups, she can just tell the class, in this corner, you're going to have a coloring activity, Go to the corner and put your Tony on the Tony box and it's going to walk you through the process. And so it's becoming an extension of the teacher to help him or her run uh, the classroom more efficiently and effectively, uh, which is a benefit above and beyond just the storytelling aspect of what Tony's does.
0: That is an important distinction, I think, because admittedly, when I went onto the site and I'm looking around, I saw the Disney characters. My wife is a huge Disney fan, so it feels like I have a radar for that thing at this point, which... When you put those on, it will play Disney songs, tell the very familiar stories. But these creative Tonys allow you to customize what you want to be able to do with them. Like you mentioned, for classroom management, which is very, very interesting. Or even grandparents being able to use those to tell stories to their kids. I know my parents have used the recording books to tell stories. When you turn the pages, it'll have their voices recording that. So talk a little bit more about that technology. It might be
1: worth explaining uh, a little bit about how how the Tony box works and the different types of Tony. So it's basically like a speaker box. It's a five inch cube and you can't really tell until you get one in front of you. It's actually really squeezable and really squishable because it's got a layer of foam on the outer side of the speaker. Um, So it's something that kids can really, you know, whack and roll around. It's very durable. Uh, But it's paired with Tonys, and there's two types of Tonys. One is called content Tonys. These are the ones that come preloaded with different songs and stories. You know, we've got Rapunzel and... You know, Pinocchio and Wizard of Oz and all of that, uh, and also the Disney characters um, and other licensed characters. Uh, But we have the Creative Tonies as well, which is basically like an empty hard drive in a character form. So uh, it's fully customizable. You can put up to 90 minutes of your own content on there. So that can be the kid writing their own songs or stories, that can be the teacher, you know, recording doing pre-recorded instructions for the class that could be a grandma or a grandpa you know reading a favorite bedtime story from across the country and uploading it through the cloud both the content tonys and the creative Tonies uh, are magnetic they pl- you place them on the top of the tony box and it immediately starts playing so You mentioned the Disney characters. That's what we've introduced to the market right now. So we've just launched in the U.S. in September. We just had a great uh, holiday season. But it is kind of like a launch portfolio where you're going to see some of the Disney characters, uh, which are fantastic. But my vision and the vision of the company is to expand all types of content, all types of different licenses, from favorite storybook characters to blockbuster movie heroes uh, to non-fictional content, you know, space, volcanoes, dinosaurs, whatever it may be. We're partnering with the best content creators in order to bring this growing library into households and into classrooms.
0: And that does seem to strike a good balance between structure via the content Tonies and imaginative play via the creative Tonies, as well as giving parents and teachers the ability to make the Tony box what they need it to be, as well as fostering creativity for kids. Speaking of that interaction between parents and teachers with the kids, I imagine there is probably the critique of using the Tony box as a crutch, for example, in reading to your children or other interactions, really in the same way that screens receive that critique. What is the response to somebody that would potentially use this as a replacement for their own interaction.
1: Yeah, it's it's all about balance. You know, that can be part of the mix. You know, every parent is busy, uh, usually working, maybe working from home. Parents need breaks too. And I'll be the first one to say, like, I'm going to put on a TV show now and then for my kids. But now I can also, you know, give them a Tony box. Uh, So you do take the visual element out, which... Uh, I don't know like the scientific research behind you know the the waves and turning your kids into zombies, but I can tell you as as a dad, like I know my kids are a little bit different after you know an hour or two of TV. They act differently. I want to avoid that. So if you can take away just some of the time that they're on screens, uh, and it it's not just what they're staring at. It's that when you give someone a screen, you give them all parts of a story. There's no burden on the viewer to concoct or to create in their mind. And so that's the other great benefit of Tony's and of screen-free education and entertainment is it it puts that burden on the child to actually take the onus of creation to say, what does this mean to you? What do you make of this? And so whether that's guided or whether that's a parent and child together or a child
0: exploring on their own, I think both are great opportunities uh, for growth. So we've covered the main uses for parents and i'm really into the uses you've talked about for teachers what else have you found people are using the tony box for it's really limitless because uh, when it comes down to it, it
1: it is a toy but it's more than a toy it's a system and it's a medium so anything that you need to do over audio you can do so you can create like pen pal programs you know if, if you're a school in la or new york and you want to you know find a classroom across the world or across the town, you can create stories and and find pen pals. Um, You can do treasure hunts. You know, if each Tony is a clue to the next piece of the treasure, then that's something, you know, they they find the, the answer to the clue and there's a new Tony, they go put the Tony on the box. And so it's really just about interactivity and delivering communication and stories through a new improved format.
0: We've covered how the adults will use the creative Tonys to make the program whatever they want it to be. At what point do kids take that over and decide what they want to have recorded on their creative Tonys? The two sides,
1: the two types of Tonys that I've I've gone to line up um, really nicely with this kind of consumption and creation or consumption and, and production model. So, The point for me of giving your kids stories, either in a classroom or homesteading, is to give them reference points, uh, to introduce them to the world, to show them how heroes overcome challenges, to, to show how creativity takes place. And when you get enough of those stories, you start to reassure yourself. You start to get the confidence that it's, I'm not just a consumer. I'm actually a creator. I'm a producer. I'm a writer of my own story. Tony's is one medium that helps me capture that. Um, but very much so, we want to instill this confidence and empower kids to be able to be the the writers um, and the narrators of their own stories. So that's very much what uh, we're doing in classrooms.
0: What are some of the responses that you've heard around the creative piece and allowing kids to make it what they want it to be? I know in education, one thing you hear as a complaint a lot is the fact that all of the material is handed to kids they have to take it in regurgitate it back out on a test and there's not really critical thinking or problem solving it is very much step by step
1: i think as a society we're really trained to be reactive and we're trained to follow directions and a lot of uh you know i spent a lot of time even in my professional career waiting for people to tell me what projects to work on what to go do. I I think the people who are the most successful and and the kind of kids that I want to raise are the ones we teach. You can go out and make something. If something doesn't exist, don't say, you know, it probably was a bad idea. Say it doesn't exist because nobody really thought about it. Nobody really determined if there was a need for it. And nobody took the initiative to go out and get it. And and the reason I love Tony so much is because we're getting in at the earliest level of, of life. You know, kids are only kids once, you know, uh, I heard, you know, 85% of a child's brain is developed by the time they're three years old. Let's use this opportunity where we're really not just putting the information into their brains, but we're giving them the tools to navigate that journey. And and we do it through storytelling because that's the first opportunity. And it's the most creative and engaging way to teach kids about problem solving. You know, every story has a hero that has to overcome an obstacle to get to a reward or a treasure. And those are the building blocks of problem solving that that we're teaching our kids.
0: Also, while we're on the topic of adulthood, something else that strikes me about Tony's is the technology aspect. What I mean is I know my kids and I think most kids see adults, especially their parents with their phones or other technology, and they want to be like the adults that they see And this also gives them a piece of technology that they can call their own. And I would think with a little bit of learning, they'd basically be able to use it all on their own. Is that something else that you're going for is to give kids a piece of technology that allows them to be like the parents or other adults they see in their lives and want to emulate?
1: Absolutely. You know, I I think, you know, parents... You know, I, I'm i guilty of being on my phone in front of my kids. I try not to. But uh, that's something that, you know, we're lying to ourselves if, if we think that kids aren't beca- going to become screen obsessed when, when they see mom and dad always checking, you know, the socials. I think your question to be able to bring one more reason to get off of a screen and to be able to give that opportunity to a kid. You know, I have been driving my four-year-old back to preschool while, while it's been back in session. And, you know, the 15, 20-minute car ride is the perfect time to give your kid a Tony box. You know, it's got a headphone jack. You can put the headphones on if you want or else you can just let the kids, you know, explore, you know, these classic tales or Disney favorites and, you know, it engages them, it it teaches them and they're not saying, are we there
0: yet? Or, you know, it's too hot, too cold. I'm hungry. You know, I spilled my crackers or whatever. For sure. And to be clear, I don't mean technology as a bad thing, just another device that's competing for my kids attention. For example, I use my phone surprise for podcasts quite a bit. So I'm not actually even looking at the screen. I just have podcasts going all the time. So for my kids, I could see them using the Tony box as their own personal podcast, if you will still eliminates the screens as we've continued to talk about, but it is their own device. They can call their own And they're acting like daddy does when he listens to his podcast, for example, as far as the controls and being able to operate the Tony box, how easy is it for kids to be able to use it themselves?
1: In terms of using the Tony box, we've got kids as young as uh, two that can function around with it. Our safety rating is three plus just because uh, we do have some small parts in the um, in the characters. But it's really designed for those preschool ages at this point. So, you know, ages, you know, two to five is probably the sweet spot. But a lot of that right now comes back to our launch portfolio with, you know, we have the content for the younger kids, but we are in partnership with some of the best content creators uh, that's going to help us age up into, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten-year-olds. I believe that we're an education company as much as we're a toy company. And I've already had people reach out to me from senior citizen centers to say, This is a great little token for grandma or grandpa who's in assisted living to hear from their family, to hear from their kids. And so anything from, you know, infancy to uh, old age, uh, if there's a a role for audio, especially delivering audio in a screen free way, you know, this can serve that need. We're we're getting military families whose husbands or, or wives are deployed and, you know, it's how they stay Connected, you know, overseas. So it's really hard to to put a number on on the targeted age range. Uh, Again, it goes by your definition. If it's by available content, that's going to skew more into uh, the preschool area.
0: That is a great point about seniors. I hadn't really thought of it, but for any of us that have tried to get our parents or grandparents on Zoom, for example, while we've been in lockdown, it can definitely be a challenge. So technology that's Easy enough to be used by three, four, five year olds, hopefully is easy enough for our elderly parents and grandparents to be able to use as well. And then if it's an additional way that they can communicate between each other, especially for young kids who it's hard to get them on the phone and talk to their grandparents, uh, maybe they'll be able to communicate better with a toy in between that really is a good idea and again i hadn't even really thought of that one other cohort it would be people that don't have as much means financially we hear a lot about that with virtual school and which kids have access to technology as compared to others and the threat of them falling further behind is that a consideration for you all especially as you interact with the schools?
1: Yeah, I think it's a relevant question um, and I'll answer it in a couple of different ways. So we are just brand new in our launch, our first holiday season. Uh, we're you know getting out uh, the word out with national press. people are picking them up. It's skewing right now towards the people who you know are in a circumstance where they can you know spend $100 dollars uh, on the, the starter set. you know the content Tonys are about you know 15 uh, suggested retail and the, and the creative Tonys are about 12 each so that is a consideration but uh, I think it's important to consider it as a bigger picture of it not just being a toy if you get this for your child at two or three this is something that they can grow with again because it's it's not about necessarily that the playability of the toy it, I mean it is with the figures but that can be a growing collection as well um, but if you see it as an investment and you see it as a, a, a system to be explored uh, then it, it, it Brings less of a concern to the initial price, but that being said, I, I think right now it's, it's at a very accessible price um, for the average you know household. If you say, "Hey, I I think this is a great idea. I'd love to have one. I, I just can't you know afford it, or it's just not the right time for my household." Uh, my goal really is to get you know Tonys into the hands of every kid in America, um, regardless of them being able to pay for it. And so that's why you know we've created Tonys for teachers. In th- less than three months, we've gotten it over you know, 400 classrooms, Uh, I've partnered with 15 museums across America to put these into their play areas. We'll continue to do that next year, uh, just with the intent of getting these boxes into the hands of kids and letting them, you know, explore and play.
0: For the listeners that still aren't quite getting the picture of what Tony's and a Tony box is, is there other players in this space or competition, I could say, that you would compare it to?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think we're starting to see some uh, similar players in the space. I think that it's uh, not direct competition because I think there are you know different segments and different uh, ways to to position the branding uh, that are going to be beneficial to um, to all parties. Uh, I think at this point we're very much growing uh, an audio category, uh, audio for kids category. So right now our focus is on figures and the collectability, the tactile play, uh, the squeezability of the box. All of those things are are things that uh, we're not being challenged on in terms of competitive entrance.
0: Cool. And of course, the big question is for those listeners that are interested in getting their own Tony box. What's the best way for them to do so?
1: Yes. Yeah, so we're available at uh, Tony's.com, uh, at Amazon, at uh, Target.com in FAO Schwartz and in about, uh, well, several hundred independent toy retailers across the country. So you can find, uh, you know, Tony's uh, or just search for it and go to your preferred retailer.
0: Sounds good. And of course, I will put links in the show notes to make it easy for people to find the product. Drew, what should people do if they need to contact you or the company? Uh, please reach out to me.
1: Uh, we have a great team at hello dot at com. Um, any notes uh, to Tony's or to me? Um, you can funnel through there. Uh, also, you know, we're updating you know everybody on our progress and our our, our updates with uh, Instagram, Tony's. on Facebook. And then one thing that I really want to promote: we're we're starting to see kind of like organic communities. So there's a great growing uh, Facebook community community called Tony Box USA. And this has nothing to do with me or anybody at the company. This is just fans and uh, and sharing uh, best practices and, and sharing kind of creative ideas for how to use the Tony Box. So I'd encourage people to follow that as well.
0: Sounds like we started with community and we will end with an emphasis on the importance of community. Well, Drew, I really appreciate you taking the time to join me today and we'll be in touch.
1: Great. It's my pleasure, Greg. Thanks for having me.
0: If you enjoyed this episode, please consider giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. You can also subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or all other major podcasting applications to be notified of our latest episode. You can also join our conversation at suburbanfolk.com or any social media site, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the handle Suburban Folk. Thanks for listening.